welcome to the Women Who Can podcast, and more importantly, the Business Boss Lady series. Over the next six weeks, you are in for a treat, as I have had the pleasure in interviewing some of the most incredible powerhouse women in the entrepreneur space that we live in. Together, we chat through their confident stories, what held them back at the beginning of their journey, and how they went from the woman who can to the woman who has. So buckle up because you are in for an empowering, inspiring and sensational ride. And me, as your host, Becky, I cannot wait to share their stories with you. So let's do this. So today's interview brings me chatting to the wonderful, wonderful Amy Brown. Now, Amy is a time and business strategist, and she helps female entrepreneurs not only devise the strategies that they need to build and scale their business, but to actually execute it too. And this enables them to scale and hit those dreamy six and seven figure income goals without burnout. So she supports them to radically up-level from solopreneur to CEO, fine-tune their business planning, time, and attention management. It is such a wonderful interview with lots of little nuggets of takeaways. So please enjoy. Hello and welcome to Women Who Can. I am very excited to have another incredible powerhouse insane woman. I've built her up. So here we go. (laughs) No pressure. Um, But welcome, Amy. I am so excited to have you. I cannot wait for this conversation. If you want to say hello and just give us a little introduction. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So my name is Amy. Uh, I'm a time and business strategist. So what does that mean? It helps. uh, I've helped female entrepreneurs not only devise the strategies they need to build and scale their business, but to execute it too. So I enable women to scale and hit like those dreamy six and seven figure income goals, but without burnout. Um, So I help them radically up level from the solopreneur to CEO, fine tuning like their business planning, time, attention management, implement systems, build a rock star team. So they really do start to work smarter, stay in their genius zone and create more freedom and joy in their lives. What a title. What a bio, right? What a bio. <laughs> quite long, quite long. <laughs> it's, it's needed. And I can imagine every single person being like, yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> and I love it. And I love how it kind of connects with what I talk about on my social media and in my business is that CEO mindset and kind of stepping into mm. that space. Um, and we, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that today. Um, but <laughs> I want to kind of go straight into the mindset questions. And um, I know you have quite a big story from your mindset you know, perspective. And I, if you want to share that, then go for it. But I, you know, I was really, re- I really resonated with you. And that's the reason well, I think we're very alike, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast <laughs> from what we've found out. <laughs> yeah. um, but just explain to the people listening, who was the girl, the lady, the woman who started her business and how would you say her mindset was different to how it is today? So kind of you before starting and you now. Yeah. So I suppose before I started, 
when I think about it, there's kind of like three parts, three parts to it in terms of like mindset transition, if you like. So there was the girl that um, like before even thinking about business or, or knowing that that was possible for me or what it, what it was even going to be. Um, I was the typical kind of overachiever, perfectionist, control freak, type A, really ambitious, driven woman. Um, you know, I was an executive assistant in corporate at that time, working for um, one of the biggest UK high street retailers. Um, you know, I was his assistant, um, assistant to the director, and that was absolutely my identity. Um, I didn't really know who Amy was on, underneath my identity as an EA at that time. It was so important to me that I was doing the best job. and. Um, I definitely wore kind of the busy badge of honour, um, you know, I'd be rushing to my desk and um, it, yeah, I just used to have such self-high expectations uh, and put a massive amount of pressure on myself um, and ended up burning out basically um, on a mega scale. Um, I was literally like there one minute and then I was off sick for like three months, never having ever really taken a day off sick at all. Wow. And it got a whole lot worse before it got better. I think, you know, I'd been distracting myself with busy for so long. Um, I'd never really relaxed because I felt guilty. Um, you know, I was too busy kind of taking care of everybody else, but not taking care of myself. And so, yeah, when I stopped it was just horrendous. Like, how do I sit at home with like all these thoughts and, you know, everything like ruminating round and I didn't sleep and I had panic attacks and I didn't want to go out of my house. And um, so it was a really, really awful time. Um, and I'd always kind of, it's weird because I'd always, always kind of said to my boss, like, oh, you know, what's next? We have such a great relationship. And he was like, I just, I know if I knew what my business was, like I'd go full ass, like, because <laughs> that's just 100% that. Amy, like I'm all in. <laughs> and um, yeah, I never knew what it was. And then when I kind of came out of this darkness, I was like, oh my gosh, like I never want to go there again. And I don't want anybody else to go there too. So I kind of started this blog um, on, on Instagram about yeah taking care of yourself and putting putting yourself first as an amb ambitious woman like you know if you don't start to put yourself first then this is what happens and just trying to give them a real honest um picture of of how bad it can get um and so yeah and then it kind of evolved from there so then I invested myself like I don't know at the end of March 2019 I didn't even feel worthy of therapy like my friends and family had to like do an intervention Aww. to get me help. Um, and then fast forward, like to the 1st of August, I then invested like five figures in a high level mastermind because I felt so passionate about that. getting this message out there. And then, so cue the next uh, mindset, <laughs> like, um, kind of story was about um yeah I flew to LA on my own bearing in mind I'd, I met my husband when I was like 17 so I'd never really like traveled anywhere on my own really um and yeah then I was found myself in a in a multi-million pound mansion in the Hollywood Hills with you know 20 incredible women hello imposter syndrome <laughs> I was like oh my god like who am I to even be here um 
I, you know, I hadn't even got a, one client at that time. I, I didn't really feel like I had a business model at that time. And everyone's like incredible, like a law attraction expert, amazing mindset coaches, people that have already kind of hit in six figures or, you know, all I had was my passion in my pocket. <laughs> I love that. That was it. That was it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was an, an amazing experience, but kind of after that, um, I definitely, I think I was looking like too much externally or, you know, looking at people on social media, getting a bit of comparisonitis, really seeking validation from everybody else about where I was headed. And yeah, I was just trying to learn like everything, everything I possibly could totally like, um, what, what is it? You know, when people just download like loads and shit, loads of freebies and Every just free trying to do all of the things <laughs> to validate what I was. And, and now I think my mindset is so different to all of this because I now trust one that I kind of have all the answers within myself. And actually, if I really own my zone of genius, which by the way, I've had all along, I had like 15 years in corporate in strategy and planning and time and like all of these things, but not until the point where I, I really owned it, um, did everything really start to change and go, no, this is, this is me. And this is the way that I want to operate my business. And yeah, this is kind of my gift. So I think, um, and then the confidence kind of came. So yeah, there was kind of like three, <laughs> three yeah. shifts, if you like. Quite a long story there, Bex. But <laughs> I loved it, and I love that. Like it's something I used to have this thing, and you saying about the freebies made me it made me laugh at myself. <laughs> so I used to have this like strategy that I play, and if I got like, oh, I don't know enough, I don't know enough, I'd sign up to like how you know how many freebies are on the market at the moment so I'd sign up to like all these freebies and because I live in Australia all the emails come through while I'm asleep so I would wake up to like 20 plus emails from all these wow. freebies and that used to be my that used to be my notification in my mind that I've gone on this path of trying to find something externally rather than internally that was almost mm. like here she goes again. <laughs> like She's got 20 emails in her inbox. <laughs> like, so yeah, I've been there. I know how you feel with the freebies, but I just love that, especially the trust piece. Um, so kind of looking at all of those things that you've gone through and that story and those three shifts that you had, what do you think was your, and I suppose they, they might've been different through the journey, but what was your, the biggest limiting belief that you had to bust when you, you started that journey? I think for me that um, selling my services was going to be really icky. Uh, I, I think that we all kind of go back to that um, sales, car salesman type vibe. Um, and also in the beginning, you don't have that confidence to really talk about your offer because perhaps you've never sold it before or you've not had the results. So you're not sure whether you can until you start to kind of do the do. Um, so you're kind of giving all these like horrible DM scripts and like <laughs> all of that type of thing, which for me, I've always wanted like 
integrity and authenticity is like a, like really big values of mine and so that just didn't feel aligned with me and and even kind of like these master classes you know where you know you're in the in the sequence in the cycle and um you know that they're potentially going to upsell something at the end and that you're for me showing up in that way was just like oh this yeah. i don't like it but um i think now like i genuinely don't ever feel like i'm selling because I know that, you know, I see a lot of women that either are feeling the struggle after they've had a certain amount of success or, you know, they're on the edge of burnout. And I genuinely just really want to help. And I know that I'm so confident in the results of my services that I just know that they kind of need, they need it to get to that level. And I know that I can genuinely help and I genuinely care. So it doesn't feel like selling. It really is just kind of easy conversations and you can, you can kind of make those relationships. I think, I think when you've come from corporate, especially you kind of have this layer in between you and other people because you're in corporate and you kind of you know you can't but it's different in the online world you can make really genuine relationships and really understand what people are going through and kind of you can build them friendships and that's okay even though you're going to be exchanging money and services and things like that so yeah I think knowing that um sales are different from what you think and being confident in yourself and knowing that it can really change women's lives and women's businesses and that I genuinely want to help it just makes it really easy yeah so I love I that. that would be mine yeah and I think that's such a big thing isn't it because it is like you you know you do get through the funnels and you sit there you think you're going to get so much out of this webinar and you then just sit watching a sales pitch for the the hour and there's nothing wrong with any of these type of things no. but you know we are you very yeah, we are very accustomed to know that that's what's happening now, aren't we? You know, we almost, you almost know without even signing up that that's what's going to happen. Um, and I think that ties in really nicely with what I say with, with confidence is actually when you're speaking from the reason why you're doing this business in the first place, that's what fills your mission and your passion and your purpose rather than it being the monetary side of it. Yes always from the why reconnecting to the why i say this to my clients so much because it's so easy to go right i'm going to launch this thing and i'm going to go all in and da, da, da. like does that feel really aligned with you like does that is that aligned with the mission the vision that you had is it connected to your why because that's going to be your driver for when you're doing doing the do if you know what i mean when you're bringing yeah. these offers to life and things like that to have that why behind it is really important yeah and being aligned with that you know i i, I think i did a story a while back that you know when i started coaching i didn't start coaching to become the best market woman i didn't start coaching to have the best you know email series i didn't like all of these things come because of the business that we're running but that wasn't the reason why i got into it and i think sometimes we get so wrapped up in doing the do rather than being the be and you know actually mm -hmm. having that that space where we go okay well i started this to empower women to know that they can change their mindset so if my click funnel didn't work <laughs> let's go back to the reason why <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's interesting when you said about the masterclass thing. So I am launching my group program and I was recording and I am going to do a masterclass, funnily enough. However, I was like, I really want people to know that they can take a lot from this masterclass. So on the sign up page, I've actually just said, look, you're not going to be waiting half an hour for me to get to the point. Um, you are going to get a massive amount of value. I'm, I'm going to be really transparent with you here you are going to hear about my group program details at the end if that's for you and if it's not I am going to give you all the value all of some time you know all the tangible takeaways because that feels authentic to me so just so you know this is what's happening I, I don't want you to come on and go oh great it's going to be another one of those like we know exactly where you where you're putting this Amy kind of thing. yeah yeah <laughs> it's really important to just be yeah completely yourself it is. And I think that transparency, I've actually noticed so much. I would even say in the last month, like I've, I've, I've felt a change, especially in the bubble of people that I follow, a change in the calling out the bullshit of the rest, you know, the, the entrepreneur words and, you know, all of that sort of thing and become a millionaire in, in two weeks and, you know, like this sort of thing. And actually when you start being transparent with people and whether that's, you know, putting your prices on your website or whether that's saying, look, this is, I am going to be talking about my, I am going to be talking about my services. I think people appreciate you and actually re resonate with you more because you're like, oh my God, she's actually telling us like, what we're doing here happening. yeah now actually you know from someone that um works um, you know a lot of my business is structured around time i value their time you know i'm asking them to show up at eight o'clock at night uk time um you know then you know they might have rushed to put the kids to the bed or or something like that you know and an hour is uh, is so they're saying no to something else to show up for my masterclass so I really truly believe in being able to give them an experience or you know they are potentially women that are on the edge of burnout so if I can take any woman back from the edge of that by being able to listen to my free masterclass then that it's you know that's everything yeah and I think it's so important to keep driving from that as well so it's refreshing to hear um what's a mindset practice you can have a few if you want to talk about a few that you that you've done and still do today and why is it your favorite so for me definitely so my um you probably know this is why one of the reasons we're sitting here at six o'clock <laughs> it is six a.m <laughs> quarter five my alarm goes off and the reason is um firstly why I get up at that time is because um when I was in corporate when I was still working my full-time job I knew how important mindset work was and I was leaving the house at like half six seven o'clock so I wanted to give myself that time and space to work on my mindset because I understand you know how that those daily rituals how important they are um so and then one of my most favorite mindset practices um, is definitely around journaling. So, you know, sitting with my thoughts and understanding what's coming up for me. So I, I am definitely quite self-aware now um, and understand, you know, well, have I been triggered or like what's coming up for me? And then I create affirmations around that. And I do quite a lot of um, like scripting um, and just really trying to embody who it is I want to be, who, who, you know, that act as if. So yeah. 
you know, what is it I want to achieve? And I kind of put myself in this, but quite often I'll do the one where I sit there at Christmas time, like this year, and you know, I've bought my Christmas presents with cash or I've, a, I've had amazing client results or, you know, my group program sold out or, you know, and I really just try and embody and sit in that moment as if it's already happened. And um, then, you know, feeling, seeing it, believing it, visualizing it. And then I know that I'm going to take action, aligned action towards it within the day. And I have to say, you know, I have been writing about, you know, how like income goals or client results or so many different things since last year and so many of it so much of it's happened already like it's already done which is amazing so it's so so powerful and it creates that you know puts you in that higher vibration because you're so excited about what you are creating and I think that you know coming back to that thing where we said about inner trust you are creating that trust within you um, internally rather, rather than looking externally and it, it just sets me up in the best way for the day yeah I love that and I love how much journaling can shift your energy and vibration and I have done that myself and I think some like a lot of people are resistant to even put pen to paper aren't they sometimes like I've had conversations with potential clients and they're like, Oh my God, like, no, I don't want to look at my thoughts. And I'm like, you don't have to ever look at it again. <laughs> like, You can put it down and burn it. It's okay. <laughs> but I think at the start, isn't it though? It's like that overwhelm of just a looking at a blank piece of paper. And I think, you know, we have all, we've become so kind of digital that it's been quite foreign to then go and put a pen to paper and especially like look at our, our thoughts if we've never gone there before. Um, and you know, if that is you keep going, do <laughs> it. <definitely> it. <laughs> um, and like you say, there's no judgment there. Like no one's going to look at it. It's your own thing. And then yeah. you sort of, you, you get in your own flow and you start to understand like, oh, that felt really powerful or that really works or that really doesn't. So like some days I meditate, I feel called to meditate, but sometimes I don't at all. And I think, you know, it's like everything you do in business, you know, it's the same with your mindset. It's all about what works for you. And I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah, because I think there is like a time where it's like, the best morning routine you get up you journal you meditate you do this you go yoga and it's like okay yeah that's cool that's cool that's fine but you know no, i would love to meet a human being who could consistently stick to that for like 10 years like <laughs> you know just be that all the time i think when we're when we try and force any of these practices that's when it becomes hard you know when you try and you know, there's been times where I journal every single day, but there's been times that I've journaled twice a month because I just didn't need it that month or I didn't mm -hmm. feel pulled to do it. And I think the, the thing is, is it's how you do it. And a lot of the time I see, well, have seen and have felt into this trap is like, oh, well, okay, well that coach is on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, she's journaling, she's doing, and you're like, okay, well I must do all of these things <laughs> to be yeah. successful. And sometimes it's not the case, is it? You know, you find your own flow and whether that is journaling. And I always say, I've gone round round the bush here, but is that even a saying round the bush? I don't think it's house is a thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with that round the bush. Um, but you know, <laughs> journaling is, I almost tell my clients, it's like a mini coaching session. 
you get to coach yourself through the things that you're going through. You know, you, you look and you see, and you're like, Oh, wow. Why, why am I thinking this? And how can I get through this? And Oh my God, I, you know, I can achieve this. It's almost that mini coaching session. So yeah, definitely stick with the journaling. If you are on, on, on that journey and get yourself an insane journal. I had, I've bought the most beautiful journal. I'm just going to show Amy on camera. You won't be able to see, but it's just, so gorgeous i've seen this little beauty with sparkles on on stories i'm obsessed <laughs> where is it where is it what is it where are you from you're gonna do the plug back they can't yeah, see i'll it. put the link in the bio i am not getting any money from this but it's just so beautiful <laughs> yeah no it's dreamy moons if you want to check it out i think they're actually an australian company i'll tag them in it um but yeah so anyway do journaling do the journal um what, how did you step into your, that CEO mindset, whether it's mindset or kind of embodying it, acting as if embracing it? Gosh, I think um, I didn't really kind of think about or know that the CEO kind of mood was possible for me really until my business started to grow and I started to get a team. And I think that's, that was kind of the first like I need to be the CEO in, in order to lead in the right way, um, I think is definitely the point at which I think it turned. So, and therefore, you know, what do I need to, how do I need to perform? How do I need to be really focused and really clear on my vision so I can bring them on that journey with me? Um, and then also switching out from my transition from my full-time job to my business, like shit's just got real. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was, you know, I definitely had that little wobble of, oh my God, scarcity, you know, can I do this kind of thing? And I remember my coach saying to me, you know, how can you trust yourself to take the action that you know will give you the results you need in your business? And a lot of that came down to kind of, um, you know, performance habits in that right mindset work has got to be on point. I've got to get really clear on my strategy. I've got to really understand, okay, what's working in my business so I can really funnel my time and energy there. You know, again, as I've just said about leading a team. Um, so I think those couple of, you know, um, things combined was definitely when I felt that I had to step up, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Cause we go from, well, whatever, whatever nine to five job you've had before you kind of step into the entrepreneur world, you've always been, I suppose, told what to do or had KPIs and kind of had that work and, and, you know, and then you go from being that, that side of the screen to the, wow, I get to choose whether I go for a massage on a Tuesday afternoon or whether I, you know, I get to choose this, but also I then have to then start giving the, you know, instructions and whether that's taking on your first VA or whether that's leading a team of five, it's a real shift of, of mindset, isn't it? On how you start showing up for not only you, but for the people who are, you know, your, your, the part of your family as well. Your yeah, coaching if you're business. Them to support, yeah, if you're expecting them to support you um, in, in a timely way, and you know, don't push your poor time management on them. 
um, so to speak, you've got to be so much more proactive and you've got to be really clear in your briefing and your expectations and your deadlines. It really does require another level of yourself <laughs> to do that. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, like one of the things that I did, I hope you're proud of this, but about, um, <laughs> before I said it, no, but about, I think it was probably about eight, eight months ago. I was like, right, what strategies do I have in my business? And I didn't have a VA. I didn't, it was just me. And I was like, but if I did have a VA, then what would I have to be putting in place right now? And almost setting that up before I got there, because I think some people, I'm sure you say, see it kind of leave it till the, till they're literally like knee deep in. Yeah. (laughs) And then be like, Oh my God, I've, I don't, you know, I don't know what I do when I onboard a client or I don't know what I do when I upload my podcast. And I think that's something that helped me when I took on my VA and I've still got strategies and the things that I want to sort out in my business, but just again, it's that acting as if acting as if you have or are leading a team as well. Yeah. Start before you're ready. I would definitely recommend, you know, if you haven't got a team yet or, um, you're, you know, you're not at capacity, um, yet definitely start to kind of build them solid foundations in your business in terms of processes. Like how can I record a quick loom video of this thing that I'm doing and bank it? How can I just drop down the steps? How can I, you know, even if you haven't got your first client yet, get the bank account, get the business bank account, get it set up, make sure that it's connected to an accounting system that's tracking your spend and things like this. Like start before you're ready because you can, yeah, you know, as soon as you have created an amount of success and you are at capacity and things are moving really fast, you are then going to have to try and unpick it all and work backwards. But then you're doing it from kind a place of stress and overwhelm instead of a place of, um, clarity. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's almost like you're saying, Hey universe, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was, for just, this. About to, <laughs> I was just about to say that too. Like the universe can meet you halfway. <laughs> yeah. Let go of the how that's my biggest thing for this yeah. month. Let go of the how. Um, <laughs> so moving a bit more into kind of the business side of things rather than mindset. And, you know, I'm a massive advocate that we need both. We need both business and mindset to kind of have that success um Mm -hmm. what would you say you wish you'd known when you first started your business I have to say I've really chewed this one over because (laughs) um I'm a true believer in really like enjoying the journey and the learning um as I go along but I think for me it's just that there is no magic formula there isn't one business strategy or way that works for every single business in the online space it depends what your message is it is who your ideal client is who your audience is what type of person you are what's your why how you like to deliver um you know there is no magic formula you have to understand what works for you and your business and then Put your time and energy in that place that eight to 20 rule right um so there is no magic formula and also to be more heart-led and not led so much by your intellect um which i am totally still struggling with because <laughs> i'm like always going to my masculine quite easy safety yeah. right yeah. structure Tell me system, about it. <laughs> all of that so 
yeah um trying to trying to be in my feminine more so definitely there's no magic formula go with your um i know we spoke about this already but yeah leading from um trusting your inner guide um and being more heart-led for sure yeah pretty much everyone who i've interviewed they've been like no i love the journey the way it is you know there's not one thing that i wish i knew before that but i think the magic formula you know for me i was when I first came into this journey, this business, this coaching world, I was like, Oh my God, like, okay, what's Brendan Bouchard doing? What's Marie Forleo doing? And it all looks magical there. And I was like, right, I'm going to be them in three months. You watch me. And you know, like they're, they're like, I actually went and saw Marie Forleo's um, book tour and she was like, look, like I had another job for 14 years of my coaching business She's like, and I did the coaching on the side, but no one says that. No one tells you that. No one kind of opens up to these sort of secrets that you don't, you know, ever look at. Um, and it is that we, we just, as humans, I mean, we're programmed to be quite lazy, aren't we? So we do want everything to just <laughs> happen. Land on our, land on our laps. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the seven figures to knock on the door and it's like, oh, come on in. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that with the, with the magic formula for sure. What would you say, um, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it for this, but what would you say was your biggest kind of so-called inverted commas failure and what did you learn from it? Um, so I think I rushed into launching a an offer um, and and it, it just flopped. Like it didn't even, I don't even, think, I got one sign up. There we go. I did get one sign up. But, um, and I think in high, like when I reflected on that, which I do a lot with everything I do, like weekly basis, did it work? Why didn't it work? Let's refine it type thing. Um, it's trying to get that balance between kind of messy action and aligned action. <laughs> um you know and I didn't sit with the idea long enough and I was just like right I'm gonna do it you know I'm gonna jump straight in I yeah I know if I put my time and energy like it will it'll be great and da, da, da. and I to be fair like I did go all in and try to sell it in the best possible way but on reflection I hadn't sat long with it uh sat with it long enough and I think perhaps I'd seen it work for somebody else and thought it would work for me, but it didn't. So, um, yeah, that would definitely be my so-called failure. But yes, my learning from it is, <laughs> as we say, um, it has to be aligned with you and, yeah. what, and what works for you and your business and your audience. And that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I can complete, I'm completely with you on that one. And there's been, I, you, we, we get very thingy as creators, you know, I've got like a parking lot of the, like, it's literally on my board to the right of me of ideas that I have that I've had. And I'm like, no, calm yourself down. <laughs> like you can't just launch all of these all at once. Like we'll take our time and find out whether it's, you know, needed or it's going to work or if it's aligned. Um, so I think that's, that's a nice reflection on that yeah. for sure. Doing the research, like doing the research first. And I have to say there's, you know, even with, so even with launching my group program, I was in a bit of turmoil, like, oh, you know, everything is really amazing right now. Can, before, it's so easy to just rush into that next thing, which is, you know, that tendency that we have, um, shiny object syndrome, like, 
I really want to pause and just enjoy where I am. Um, and so it, it took me a little while to kind of move off the starting blocks and go, okay, yeah, no, this is right. You're trying to capture and support another set of women at a different level in business. But I really had to sit with that. Am I just, am I rushing, rushing off, rushing off to that next thing? Is it okay? Um, and but again, having that awareness to pause and question yourself and sit with it for a little while is, it's so needed but um yeah these so-called failures we need them we totally yes. need them <laughs> i i bring them in i'm like come on <laughs> give come me on. The, <laughs> give <laughs> me the lessons <laughs> yeah yeah sure. yeah it helps us grow and you know makes us stronger and i think it's it's so needed and yeah i just and i i do never call them a failure it's always a lesson and i do say that a lot um and yeah, I think, well, can like not being, cause a lot of the time people hold back because of the failure, don't they? You know, fear of failure shows up so much. Well, I suppose fear of success shows up a lot as well when I'm working with clients, but mm. actually going through that and, and learning what you, you know, taking what you've learned is one of the biggest things and they become your best affirmations, like best <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. affirmations. <laughs> Yeah, I, honestly, I do this like every single week. So I have CEO day on a Friday and I always do a reflection piece. So, you know, looking back in my calendar that week and go, right, what worked, what didn't, you know, if I overscheduled myself or did I not leave enough time? Um, you know, if I have just been through like a launch or, or something like that, I really unpack it and go, right, what worked, what didn't. Um, how can I refine it and just and also you're creating sort of rinse and repeat methods on based on what yeah what you know worked and you can just continually improve rather than reinventing the wheel every time too yeah because it couldn't be, it gets tiring doesn't it trying to do that Gosh, yeah yeah <laughs> what would you say was your best kind of the resources that you have ever helped you along the way in your business <laughs> gosh there's there's so many, but I don't know if I can pinpoint one particular thing, but I have to say, and this isn't just because I'm, we're recording a podcast, but podcasts definitely have, have been um, one of my go-to resources, especially, you know, in the beginning, you probably are still working your other job and time is really limited. So I would find those moments where I could try and learn or inspire myself in any way possible. Um, and that was through podcasts. So I had like a 15 minute commute um, or two hours kind of round, round trip where I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, they varied, but yes, Marie Forleo was one of them. Brendan was one of them. <laughs> Uh, Amy Porterfield yeah um, yeah quite a lot of podcasts um, and you know you do get some really amazing practical advice and you hear some amazing interviews and um, so then I go and like check them out and, and learn and you know and it wasn't all about business either you know there were ones I used to listen to about people's mental health journeys and um, the, uh, Mary Portas um, the, I, what was hers called I really went to say woman who can it's something woman <laughs> I don't know I can't remember the name but that was really really amazing um so so many different podcasts are definitely um would be my my best I think yeah I love that and I think I always used to say when I had the like a bit of a commute 
was that your car almost becomes your university. Like you, you <laughs> go and sit in your, your university. And I used to be like, right, what podcast is today? And I think when you're in that, you kind of go into that zone a little bit like the hypnotic state zone where you do take things in ideas are popping out of your mind everywhere like it does when I listen to a podcast I'm like oh my god like this is exciting um but yeah definitely I love I do love a podcast so well that's why I'm here (laughs) (laughs) so going into our last few questions now what do you think was the most pivotal moment when you went from like the woman who can to the woman who absolutely has Oh my gosh. So this, um, I got quite emotional just thinking about this question because it feels quite recent actually for me. Um, because you know, my business is, is quite new, but I have experienced, uh, an amazing amount of success. So, so early yeah. and, um, so yeah, quite recently, I mean, I'm talking like a couple of weeks ago, like really going, Oh my God, I have. And literally, um, yeah, just spending, spending the day and kind of like happy tears I'm tearing up now <laughs> just we can it's, cry together <laughs> it honestly has been just the most amazing journey um and I think I recently expanded my team so you know some big investments in terms of my um my outgoings for my business um I, I have genuinely crying <laughs> I love this oh it's happy tears though. it's happy, happy tears, tears yeah and um, it's that release yeah. of happiness so yeah yeah it totally is honestly when yeah I expanded my team who are absolutely amazing you know um I had an incredible week where they came on board um and they a couple of my team members actually in fact quite a few of them all started kind of in the same week and it was just like it was meant to be like it really clicked I felt so supported and it really did enable me to kind of you know step into that CEO if you like because they were kind of doing it all behind the scenes and we've done this and we've done that and it was just unreal so um expanding my team and then that same week I had client calls I had I onboarded quite a few new clients and I had so many messages after client sessions going honestly you're the best investment I've ever made um like that was just we just it was amazing. I, I feel really positive. I, honestly, before working the year, I felt so shit and on the end, edge of burnout. And now I feel like things are possible and that I'm going to get out of that, that feeling of overwhelm. And um, I know this is possible for me and to, to know that you've kind of inspired women and, and you've took some women that were actually genuinely kind of on the edge and you've took them back from that was just incredible for me. Um, and then my money manager told me, yep, yeah, you're going to hit six figures with ease, like no problem. And I had new clients and sales were just like really flowing to me with ease. It was like this, just this whole week where everything kind of came together. And I was like, shit, I've done it. Yeah. Like, I me. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. I literally think I actually said that on stories, like pinch me. Like, this is amazing. Like, things that and taking it back to that journaling like things that I had written in that journal that journal about um income or client results or the types of women that would 
you know, flow to me really easily or um, having an incredible team, um, even down to the fact that I dreamt about renovating my own house and I'd visualised what our house was going to look like. And then we've just worked with an architect and he's actually drawn up the pictures. Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, I'm going to, yeah, just, I yeah. think that has definitely been the most pivotal moment in the last um, couple of weeks. I absolutely then, love that. Yeah, just unbelievable. <laughs> And I think that just shows the magic, the magic of mindset Mm -hmm. and the, and the trust in yourself, like the trust that that was always going to be the way and whether it happened next week or whether it happens in three years time, it is on the way. If you tap into that enough for it to be become true. Yeah, definitely. It is. It is like it is like magic. Um, Magic Really gritty self belief under there, and that trust. Oh my gosh, it is so hard sometimes to trust and to believe um, that you have to be relentless in that mission with yourself. Oh yes, with yourself as well. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely. So to wrap up, tell the tell the listeners three fun facts about you. I like this bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is funny. Because I was like, <laughs> I like shouted down to my husband, I need fun facts. Like, what's really interesting about me? I can't think of anything. And then I WhatsApp my friends and they came back <laughs> serious. I told you I'm like fully transparent, right? Um, so these these are my three fun facts, uh, crowdsourced from my friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, back like, gosh, about six years ago, I hadn't long had my daughter and I was like overweight and I was like, right, I'm going to learn to run. I had never run in my life, like literally shuffling to the end of the village. And then within 10 months, I had ran my first London marathon in just over four hours. What? (laughs) That's my first one back. (laughs) And we spent 100% Amy was like, you know, I'm just going full out. All in. She's in. Yeah, I love that. Um, I am a massive fan of singing. Um, definitely uh, only normally at home. However, I've been trying to build my confidence to do it in public. And um, a couple of summers ago, um, we went to this bar and it was like full of expats, looked a bit clicky, you know, like they go there every week and this is a big deal for them. This is a big deal, <laughs> serious business. Yeah. And um, you had to submit three songs to enter this competition. It's like, oh my God. So anyway, submitted the, submitted the song, did the songs. And by, the, you could tell like at first, I'm like, um, who even is she? Like, you know, <laughs> who is this girl? <laughs> By the end, I had everybody up dancing. I'd won the karaoke competition. I'd won like this bar tab and I was due to fly home like really early the next morning. Bought everyone in the bar a drink, won the competition. Like, yeah. I love that. That's so (laughs) brilliant. We need to do do karaoke together. (laughs) I love love, love singing, particularly Greater Showman. Oh, yes. Uh, And I can pretty much turn anything into an innuendo. Okay, I like that. I um, I just love to laugh and sarcasm, wit, innuendo. I'm just like, yeah, can't help but giggle like an absolute five year old at everything. That's they are brilliant fun facts. They are. 
I'm glad you outsourced. That was good. <laughs> Do you want to give us a song to finish? No. I don't. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> Next uh, funny. So thank you so much. Thank you so much more so that it's 6am where you are, but for joining me today and sharing your knowledge and your story. And for those who are listening, um, tell them where they can find you. You can find me over on the gram. Uh, I am Amy Brown. Um, I'm always on there, kind of tips, tricks, trainings, sharing, being very transparent. Um, <laughs> yeah, you will always find me um, over on Instagram. Amazing. So thank you so much for listening and make sure if you enjoy this, that you're sharing it to the socials, tag me and Amy in it as well. We'll love to hear that you are listening, but thank you so much for joining me and I will see you soon. Bye. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure that you are adding a review, giving me a rating or sharing it with your business besties on social media. But just before you go, I want you to remember play from your zone of genius. You are your own gift and really start to embody who you want to be. There is no magic formula in this world. So go true to you and follow your intuition. Have the best day and I'll see you next week.